Hello again, coming up, I'll share a simple formula that will help you calculate both the profit and the return on investment you can expect from a B2B interview podcast. So welcome back to Podcasting for Consultants, the show that guides you through how to start a revenue generating podcast brought to you by myself, Jonathan Bailey Strong, and my agency, Spotlight Podcasting, where we help people like you with the whole process. We're your invested production partners where you simply record and we take care of the rest. Soup to nuts, audio production, show notes, and much more. So this episode is a continuation of our series on the fundamentals. On the previous episode, we talked about why one should consider starting a show with a particular emphasis on interview podcasting, where you're going out and interviewing prospective clients. There were a couple of exceptions where that might not be the best approach. So I do recommend going back and having a listen if you haven't already. But I'm going to make the assumption that if you made it this far, you're interested in this concept of a B2B lead generating podcast. And if so, you're looking to land more clients. So what I'd like to share with you right now is a pretty simple formula. Um, it's back of the napkin math, which you can do to really provide a good estimate of how this might work out for you financially. And if you go to our show notes page for this episode, which is at podcastingforconsultants.net forward slash calculator, you'll find a tool where you can actually just plug in these numbers and see the results. Uh, so you can basically calculate the profit and the return on investment pretty much straight away. So the first thing you'll need to consider is how many interviews will you be doing each year, which will determine how many opportunities you have to start relationships with people who could become prospective clients, obviously. And so if we think of how many weeks there are in a year, 52, that's a good number to start off with. Usually a weekly frequency makes sense. You know, when we publish podcast episodes, generally listeners are creatures of habit. So people will expect your podcast on a certain day of the week. It's also a manageable frequency, but depending on the rest of the math, you may need to tweak this number in order to get to a result you're happy with. And that might be dialing the number up the frequency up, or it might be dialing it down. It's also worth bearing in mind that publishing a weekly episode doesn't necessarily mean you have to record an episode every week. One of the things we're particularly fond of is the idea of batching activities and tasks. So basically batch recording a series of interviews in the space of say one week. And that way you can knock out a whole series of interviews with people, but you can then schedule out those episodes to be published over the coming weeks. That way your content calendar is full. You're able to stay top of mind for people, but whilst at the same time, you're able to really maximize your return on time spent and the efficiency in the whole process. Okay. So we're aiming for weekly episodes. What I'm going to do for the purposes of this example though, is I'm going to take the number 48. I know we said there are 52 weeks in the year and I know weekly makes sense, but just so that the numbers, as we do these further calculations round nicely, we're going to take 48. So let's assume that for whatever reason, you couldn't do four episodes because someone ran over your cat and you had to take a month off. Maybe you went on vacation or something like that. Okay. So 48 interviews, conversations with people who could potentially become clients. The next thing we want to consider is even though your outreach to get people onto the show and become part of that 48 will probably be quite targeted. And this is where your ideal client profile is really important. So having that crystal clear is going to help with this. But even if you're extremely targeted, quite often, a lot of the guests you will bring on, they might not be the right fit for the services or the things that you offer, or you might not find them at the right time. 
So you want to think about the percentage of those 48 people that you bring on, what percentage of them will be the right fit for your services or offers. And so this is what we would call qualified leads. Okay. And hopefully you have some kind of qualification process. So a couple of questions you might ask them to determine whether they might be a good fit or not. So we're going to say for the purpose of this example, obviously your mileage may vary. And if you have these numbers handy, if you can look at your previous performance as an indicator, this will help. But let's say, for example, we'll take a percentage like 25%. So basically one out of four people that you bring onto the show will qualify. So that brings us to 12 qualified leads. The next thing you want to think about is your close rate when it comes to having conversations with qualified leads. Um, so if you're in a sales conversation, out of those sales conversations, how many of those lead to a sale, an eventual sale? And so for the purposes of this example, let's say we, we use 25% again. So one out of four sales conversations results in a closed sale. That would bring us to three closed clients during the course of the year. Again, your situation might be different. And so you might want to tweak these numbers depending on your individual situation or your context. But the next thing you want to think about is, so of these closed clients, what is the average client or customer value during the course of the year? I say a year because we're looking at how many interviews you're doing per year. So this is sort of like an annual ROI calculation. Obviously, there are lots of different ways to calculate this, and this is a very simplified version, so just bear that in mind. But I'm going to take a round number again. Let's say it's 100,000. You're doing very high ticket sales, and a customer to you is worth 100,000 during the course of the year. That's what they're likely to uh, pay you for your services. So basically, at that point, we've got our three customers. Our client average annual value is 100,000 uh, for each customer. So that brings us to $300,000 in revenue. And our expected costs, well, You'll have to factor in your production costs, your team, whether you work with my agency or someone else, as well as the time taken. You probably want to factor in how much your time is worth. We usually say that for a weekly podcast, you're looking at spending on average about two hours per week, both preparing and recording the interviews and following up. And so for the purpose of this example, I'll say I'll give a rough number of $30,000. And that basically brings us to, okay, so you've got your revenue, which is in this case, 300,000. We subtract costs, which is 30,000. And that leaves us with a profit of $270,000. Not bad, right? Now, obviously, as I said, your mileage may vary, but from that, we can also infer what the return on investment would be, right? And so the return on investment, once you calculate that is 900%. Now, I don't know about you, but that doesn't necessarily mean a great deal to me. So the way I like to think about ROI is the return on every dollar spent. So that's basically a ratio, which just makes a lot more sense to me. And considering in this example that you spent $30,000 and you've seen a return of $270,000 on that, if we just divide your profit, 270,000, by the cost, 30,000, we get this ratio of nine to one. So that means that for every dollar you spend, you make $9 back. That's what your ROI ratio is. When it comes to marketing campaigns, Generally, a, an ROI ratio of five to one is considered pretty good and anything over 10 to one is excellent. So with our example, we have a ratio of nine to one, which means that we're in pretty good territory. And it's a good indicator that can give you some confidence that investing in a B2B interview show can pay off in the long run. Hopefully these numbers haven't gone completely over your head. Um, I know the math can get a little bit tricky to follow at times, 
But we've got a special tool for you, which you can use to plug in your own numbers and you can sort of see the live results. Uh, you can tweak those numbers and immediately see the impact of changing how many interviews you do per year or adjusting your close rate. So you can find all that if you head on over to our episode show notes page, which you can find at podcastingforconsultants.net forward slash calculator. And that wraps up this episode. If you have any questions, please do reach out. Uh, you can find me at Strong on Twitter and LinkedIn, or you can reach out directly through the website, podcastingforconsultants.net. You'll find my contact details there. And I look forward to bringing you our next episode where we'll be talking more about building out a production team for your podcast, where I'll be explaining what all the necessary areas and roles are to consider in order to successfully launch and run a podcast, as well as what your options are to fill them. So do make sure that you're subscribed to the show and I will catch you on the next episode. <laughs>